You're listening to a Centro Church podcast. Well, great to have you here tonight. And I know it's a big night for some. Um, apparently there's uh, a bit of a, a football match on a little bit later tonight. So uh, I am aware of that. So I'll only preach for an hour or so. Yeah, Colin was just finished. I know the score's there, so that's okay. But uh, I don't know whether you've ever um, found yourself in a situation where you kind of hear what you should do, but you just can't bridge the chasm between knowing what to do and actually doing it. Now, it could take, uh, it could, it could take so many different applications. For example, you know, uh, I know I shouldn't lose my temper and get angry. And last time I lost my temper and got angry, I said, I'm never going to lose my temper again. And then lo and behold, you know, boom. Uh, maybe you're here tonight, and uh, I don't know everyone in the room, obviously. Maybe you find yourself in some kind of an addiction and uh, s- some kind of habit that you just want to break, and, and you've tried a hundred times and you just can't seem to break it. Uh, you've heard messages on how to forgive people, but you're still finding it difficult to reconcile with loved ones, people who are, you know, who are covenant relationships in your life parents, children, you know, um, uh, uh, people who are close to you and, uh, and you hear messages about it, but you just can't do it. You know, you hear things like, we need to walk by faith. You think, yeah, I want to walk by faith. And then you take, you, maybe you step out and you, you, you know, you, you take a risk and then you feel, oh no, what if this doesn't work? And you, and you retreat because you're fearful that, you know, if you put, if you take a risk that you might end up looking a little bit silly. Uh, I think probably most of us in this room have felt the disappointment of of trying to be a better person, trying to change some area of your life, and then having given it a go, given it your best shot, wound up falling over and failing again. If you've ever had that experience, I'm so glad you're here tonight, because I think tonight's going to be a really important night. Might even might even define this as a seminal moment of your life because we're going to find out something about the kingdom of God tonight that maybe you never knew before. Uh, what the kingdom of God is like. And uh, this is just so, so releasing. We're going to take a, a reading in a moment from the gospel of Mark. Now, Mark was a contemporary of Peter. Peter was a disciple of Jesus. You've possibly heard of Peter. He walked on the water. He preached on the day of Pentecost. Uh, Peter's a pretty famous follower of Jesus and uh, he had a contemporary called Mark and he told Mark about what happened and Mark wrote it out and that's what we have in this little book we call the gospel of Mark that's where it came from now Mark does not try to um, give us a chronology of the life of Jesus rather he compiles a picture of what he considered to be the life of Jesus what it was about so that's kind of where he comes from He's not necessarily interested in, in, you know, start to finish and the, uh, you know, the, the, the chronology of the story, but rather the purpose and how we build to the purpose. And he gives us a whole bunch of what we call kingdom parables. The kingdom of God is like, Jesus used this term a lot. The kingdom of God is like. Now, imagine with me for a moment, would you? Imagine you're a Jew, Right, you're hanging around Jesus, and uh, Jesus, you know, talks to you about, you know, some attitudes. We heard a bit about that this morning. That you know, if you if you adopt these attitudes, you're going to be a happy person. That's pretty cool. And then he comes to a point where he says, "The kingdom of God is like," and that kind of pricks your your your, your emotion. That 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 grabs your attention. 
Because the kingdom of God, we've not heard of the kingdom of God before. And here we have the Son of God about to explain to us the kingdom of God. The one who created the universe with merely a word from his mouth. And as I said the other day, apparently there are a trillion billion stars that each one gives off about the same level of an atomic bomb per second. And Jesus, through the, the, uh, God through the articulated word, created a lot. So here you have you know, the creator of the universe about to ex, uh, expound on what the kingdom of God is like. No doubt you'd be expecting something rather spectacular. Well, let me give you this incredible anticlimax. Let's read it together, shall we? From Mark chapter 4 and verse 26, verse 27, Jesus uh, also said, The kingdom of God is like a farmer. Any farmers here tonight? No, okay. So uh, the kingdom of God is like a farmer who scatters the seed on the ground. Night and day, while he's asleep or awake, the seed sprouts and grows, but he doesn't get it. He doesn't understand how it's happening. So what is the metaphor for the kingdom of God here? What is the kingdom of God like? Is the kingdom of God like a farmer? I know, I've met some farmers. You might know some farmers. Do they represent the kingdom of God? I don't think so. That's not what he's talking about. It's not the farmer. Is the kingdom of God like the seed? No. Is it like the ground? No. So what is the kingdom of God like? What's he teaching these people? What's the idea that he wants to communicate? What aspect of the kingdom of God is he wanting to get across here? It's the question that I'm left asking. See, often when God does something good, it feels insignificant like a seed. You've all seen a seed. You can buy a packet of seeds that you can just hold in your hand, and there might be scores or hundreds of seeds in a packet that you hold in your hand. A seed equates to very little, really, uh, of seeming substance to the eye. It's insignificant. It goes in the ground. It becomes invisible. You can't see it. And often when God's doing his greatest work, you can't see it. You can't feel it. You can't record it. You can't understand it. It's insignificant and it's invisible. It's a seed under the ground. Really, what happens to a seed when it's under the ground? You know, you're pretty much ignorant of that fact. Nobody in this room knows. In fact, pretty much nobody knows anywhere how this our seed actually reproduces it just does you can't scientifically break that seed open and and reproduce it in a scientific laboratory somewhere you can't do it there's something about the natural seed that that reproduces and it's 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 just something that just happens but nobody in the CSIRO or anywhere else for that matter has been able to clearly understand why and here's The big idea I want you to take away tonight, and it's this. Have you ever felt like God's not doing much? (laughs) Have you ever felt that you're not really growing in your relationship with God? Right? Have you ever felt that somehow, you know, God's asleep at the wheel, that God, what are you up to? You know, that's when God is arguably about the greatest work that he does in our lives. That seed germinating in the ground is a miracle. 
You can't clearly define it. You can't clearly understand it. You can't articulate it. You don't know it. You don't know it, right? But it clearly happens. And the truth is, the greatest work of a building is found probably more so in the depth of its foundations than the height of its roof. It seems so insignificant. It seems as if, you know, it's not much. But Jesus just said the kingdom of God is like this. The kingdom of God is insignificant. It's invisible. And it happens in the domain of our ignorance. You know, um, you might have said things like, I don't really know. I've tried to read my Bible, but is it really helping me? I read the Bible sometimes. He goes, I can't, don't know what I read. I, 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 I try to pray and I pray for, you know, 25 seconds and I'm checking, you know, social media or something. Uh, I don't know how to pray. Um, a common trait amongst people who are used by God is the question, why? Uh, the angel comes to Mary and says, you'll be with child. You're going to give birth to the son of God. And, and, and I should say, how? And Mary says, how? How can that be? Um, he comes to the disciples and, and he says, I want you to feed the multitudes. And they go, how? How, how can that be? He comes to Solomon and says, I want you to rule the nation. And he goes, how? I, I, I don't know how. And let's face it, folks. That is so reflecting of you and me. How do I sort my marriage out? I don't know how. How do I raise children? I don't know how. How do I get ahead financially? I don't know how. How do I find a marriage partner, someone who's worthwhile marrying? Uh, I don't know how. How? God, can you tell me how? How do I forgive somebody on the one hand, but then stay you know, appropriate distance from them so they don't hurt me on the next? Uh, I don't know how. The kingdom of God is like this. The kingdom of God is like, I just keep doing what I'm being told to do and I'm believing for the right outcome, but how it works, I don't know how. Look, I don't know everybody in the room, even if you're not a Christian here tonight, the truth is you benefit from things and you don't know how. I up to my car just a, an hour or so ago, you know, I pushed the key and then the wheel started moving. <laughs> I put it in reverse and the wheel started moving. Put it, I, I don't know how, I don't really know how. I got some idea, but I don't really know how. You know, like I, I get this thing here and I, and I type away and words come up and then I can push a button and I can share it with all of you. I don't know how, <laughs> but it works. I know it works, but I can't define it. I can't tell you exactly how. You know, I can, I can go in here and I can push a few buttons and listen to the radio. I don't know. When I was a kid, my, my brother used to move my, my bed backwards and forwards like this. And he'd say, oh, it's the radio waves. <laughs> sort of, you know, <laughs> they're moving your bed backwards and forwards like this. And I thought, oh, that's fair. Yeah, that's <laughs> what the radio waves do. Because <laughs> how do you, how does that work? How do you hop in your car or, you know, turn on? How do you listen? How, does, how do radio waves work? How can there be right now in this room all kinds of, you know, messages and songs, everything going on and different frequencies? Do anybody, do you know how? No, but you've got a radio, right? And you turn on your radio and you listen to it and you don't go, well, how does this work? 
You know, if you don't tell me how, I'm not listening to the radio again. Nobody does that. You didn't, just because you don't know how your car works doesn't mean you're not going to hop in it and drive home. How does the internet work? I have no idea. It's funny. It's a funny thing, isn't it? I remember, you know, talking to um, Francine's mother, an elderly woman, and she wanted to get on Facebook, and one of her grandchildren said to her, oh, no, your computer doesn't have Facebook in it. Uh, oh, she said, My, this one doesn't, there's no Facebook in this computer. That's a special computer, is it? Of course, she didn't know how. Foolish woman trusted her grandchild. <laughs> but the truth is, probably nobody in this room knows how the internet works. But I guarantee everybody in this room has benefited from it somehow over the last 20 hour, 24 hours or so. You see, this is the thing. When you feel unqualified, this, this is the thing you've got to get. When you don't know how God's going to come up with the answer, when you don't know how God's going to use you, when you don't know how uh, this is changing your life and this is trend, when you don't know how it's going to work out, that's the kingdom of God right there. The kingdom of God exists where your uh, ignorance starts. The farmer is ignorant to the way the seed grows, but this is like the kingdom of God. You know, when um, the thing is this, when, when Paul was speaking to Timothy, he said he didn't know how, but he he knew who. He said, I know whom I have believed, and I know that he is able. I don't know how he's gonna do it, but I know who. See, I don't know what situation you're in tonight. You might be here tonight, and you might have a crisis in your life. You might have a challenge in your life. You might have a mountain in your life. And while you're here tonight, you say, I don't know how this is gonna happen. I don't know how this is gonna work out. I don't know if we're gonna get to the end of this. You don't have to know how, but you can know who. Paul said, I know whom I have believed. I don't know how he does what he does. I don't feel it. I don't see it. I don't understand it. But I know who it is. The farmer, he didn't understand it. He put the seed in the ground while he slept, while he was awake, while he was on holidays, while he was at the beach, you know, while he was uh, in the next paddock. That seed is working underground. It's working you don't know how, but this is what the kingdom of God is like. And it goes on and says this. It says, the earth produces the crop on its own. Verse 28, the earth produces the crop on its own. First the leaf, blade pushes through, then the head of the wheat a form, and finally the grain is ripe. And this is called the sovereignty of God, folks. This is called God is in control. This is called beyond your capacity and outside of your power. This is what living by faith is all about. Frankly, the kingdom of God is all by faith because we like to think we can manipulate, we can control, we can, we can keep a hand on the thing. The truth is we have no control. The truth is, I mean, once you put that seed in the ground, it's done, baby. You know what I'm saying? You cannot, you might be able to water it, you might be able to, you know, weed it or, or do what you can, but ultimately it's outside of your control and you have to let the earth do its work. Did you see what that said? I'll read it again. The earth produces the crop on its own. Let the soil 
do its work in your life and stop asking how. Let the soil bring out the fruit of your tomorrow and stop worrying how. Embrace the soil, embrace the moment and don't try to get out of the soil. Don't go, oh yuck, this is dirty, this is horrible soil, I wanna get out of here. Let the soil do its work. See the big picture. Jesus asked 12 people to follow him, you know? And he told them about his dirt. He said, I'm gonna be crucified. I'm gonna be buried in the ground. He, he, was, he was gonna be planted in the ground like a seed. And they said, no, you won't, Jesus. We won't let this happen to you. And Jesus basically said to them, let the dirt do its work. Let the dirt of my life have its way and bring about the purposes of God. You know what happens? You know what? You know, you need to be careful here. Sometimes you can pluck up the seed of your life too soon because you don't like the dirt. How many know what I'm talking about? It's just too hard. I don't like this person. I want to get rid of this person. I want to get out of this situation. I don't like this moment. So I'm going to remove myself from it and you get out of the dirt before the dirt's done its work and the seed is destroyed. I remember when I was a kid planting some carrots in the backyard. I put the carrot seeds in, into the ground and I sort of went away and, and I waited, came out the next day, had a look, there was nothing there. Came out the next day, had a look, there was nothing there. Came out the next day, had a look, and thought, what if they're growing upside down? <laughs> I better dig them up. You know, maybe the carrots are going to grow down towards China. I don't know why we thought China was on the other side of the world. Bad, bad um, uh, uh, geography. But anyhow, too many American movies maybe. <laughs> But I dug them up. And how many know the minute I dug up the seed, it was dead. The minute I dug up the seed, nothing. I didn't let the dirt do its work. This just, the kingdom of God happens when you don't understand what's going on, but you need to let the dirt do its work. You need to let the stuff, you need to let the, the circumstances, the situations have their effect on your life. How many know your destiny is revealed in the dirt of your life? Oh, I'm sorry if I'm keeping you up. Uh, your destiny, right? Your capacity, your future, your potential is revealed in the challenges, the trouble, and the strife. How many of you in this room tonight got some trouble and strife right now? Hands up, you got some trouble and strife right now. Praise God for the trouble and strife, right? Because your destiny is revealed in the dirt. The seed's got to go into the dirt and the dirt's got to do its work. Too many people want clean lives. Too many people want stress-free, problemless lives. They want to take the seed of their life, they want to pluck it out of the dirt, they want to put it into a pristine, you know, uh, vacuum-sealed environment where nothing can hurt me, where nothing can taunt me, where nothing can destroy me, and nothing can come from your life. You want to live a fruitful life? You want to live a life of, 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 of meaning and substance? You've got to let the dirt, the dirt, the filth, or, the, or, or the, just the stuff of life, the troubles and the strife and the challenges. And you've got to say to yourself, I'm not going to run away from this because this is the making of me. How many know there was a fellow in the Old Testament by the name of, um, of Joseph who had a dream? God gave him a dream. And what was the next thing that happened to him after God gave him a dream? His brothers buried him in the ground. Why? Because every good seed's got to be put in the ground. See? You got a dream? You got a vision? You got a hope? You got a destiny? Well, welcome to dirt, folks. Welcome to ground. Because the ground is your 
friend. See, Joseph could have whinged and whined and carried on. Said, oh, how terrible is this? Take this away from me. You know that, 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 that uh, um, scripture in Romans that says, all things work together for good to those who love the Lord? The emphasis of that scripture is not the good. The, the emphasis of that scripture is purpose. All things work together for good to those who are called according to his purpose. If you want to have purpose, then you've got to have dirt. And that dirt will work the good. See, all things will work together for good. The smelly, rotten manure, right, will bring forth a new green shoot of life like nothing else. But you've got to allow the dirt do its work. God, God might use a little boy's lunch, and we might say, I don't know how, but how many know God is up to something? Jesus sowed himself into the ground for three days. God was up to something. And what is God up to? I guess is the question that we now lead ourselves to. And let me read the last verse. It says this, And as soon as the grain is ready, the farmer comes and harvests it with a sickle. For harvest time has come. And I want you to lean in here now. And if you forget everything I've said, you've really got to get this. You really have to get this because you know God is doing a work right now in your life that you can't measure that, that you can't define that you can't explain that you are ignorant to right and and the only way that you really be able to define it the only way that you'll ever really be able to understand it is in reflection it's at harvest time see the only time you ever know about the abundance is when the things left over uh, let, let me let me take you for a moment if i will to a story um where jesus feeds um four thousand or five thousand same kind of story really with a few loaves and a few fish and he gets his disciples together and he says here take this bit of bread and take this fish and you go over there all right <laughs> no you can stay that's okay and uh and they look like they're lean and hungry. Look, that bunch over there. And I want you to feed them that fish and that, and that bit of bread. So he walks over there, right, with half a flounder and, uh, you know, the, the bit, a bit of the end of the, of, of, the, um, of the loaf. And he goes to the first person and he says, here, take a bit of fish and take a bit of bread. And as she does, he thinks to himself, I haven't got much left. But anyhow, we'll see how we go. Take a bit of fish, take a bit of bread, take a bit of fish, take a bit of bread, take a bit of fish, take a bit of bread. And he's looking at himself and every time, you know, he's, he's, they're, they're breaking off the fish and the bread. He's thinking to himself, there's not much here. There's not much here. Hopefully I'm going to be able to feed this row. Oh, there's only one person here. That's good. So you take a bit of fish and you take a bit of bread, you see. And he goes back and, you know, by the time he gets to the back row, he thinks, oh my goodness, a lot of people on the back row. Uh, how are we going to do? You take a bit of fish and you take a bit of bread. You see, here's the, here's the point. When you're in the middle of it, right, your biggest concern is how you're going to feed the next row. When they got to the end of it, they picked up how many bundles left over? They picked up 12 baskets of fish and 12 baskets of, of, of bread at the end. The problem was that was at the end. They had no idea of the fruitfulness as they were going through the process. You, and here's my point. You have no idea what your life is counting. You have no idea the influence of your life. You have no idea the seed. You have no idea the fruit. You have no idea the harvest. You just keep sowing. 
one day you'll look back and you'll go, I had no idea. You mean that came from this? I had no idea. I was just putting my best foot forward. I just thought I was doing the right thing. You know, I, I just, I, I, I didn't, I had no idea how big it was going to be. You have no idea of your significance. You have no idea of your effectiveness. You have no idea of your influence until that final harvest comes. And when the final harvest comes, if you keep sowing, if you keep reaping and just keep sowing and you just keep doing what you're doing and you just keep the dirt, allowing the dirt to do its work, you'll think to yourself, oh my goodness. You will be blown away. You see, the harvest always, uh, always outnumbers the sowing. Hundreds to one. And, and the thing is, when the dirt is there and your seed is in that ground and it's fighting, you know, the dirt and it's fighting to, be, uh, to, to get its head, if you will, you know, just above the soil. It's fighting for a, its, its, its momentum. And it seems so hard. And, and if you've planted, you've got no idea. Uh, the fight of the seed, you've got no idea how it works and how it happens, but it's multiplying there. And then finally... Harvest day comes. And when harvest day comes, oh, the rejoicing that will be. When you look back, if the musicians want to join me, that'd be great. You look back upon your life and you'll think to yourself, how did this ever happen? I didn't know my life meant so much. I didn't know I had such an effect. I had no idea. I gotta tell you, now listen to me. The greatest temptation of your life will be the fight for your own survival and think this is just about you and it's not just about you. See, Satan, the, 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 this world wants you to think, well, you know, look after number one, just put yourself, get yourself, go forward, and, you know, doesn't worry about those people, don't worry about those people, don't worry about what they say, just worry about yourself. And the problem is, it's not just about yourself. The problem is, it's about your legacy. It's about your fruitfulness. It's about your eternal contribution. And Jesus was teaching these Jews that day as they were listening to this, that this is what the kingdom is like. The kingdom is like something insignificant, invisible, to the workings of which you are, for the most part, totally ignorant. <laughs> but wait, just wait, just wait. Let the dirt do its work. Don't run, don't try to escape, because harvest day is coming and it will be here far, far sooner than you actually ever think. It will be here back and you'll think oh my goodness God what you did how you performed what what you brought from my life it's incredible and I wouldn't be surprised if there's a whole bunch of people in this room here tonight that are brought to tears in this moment because you had no idea 
that's the kingdom. That's what we're a part of. Let's let the dirt have its work. Thank you for listening to this podcast.